We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking blockchain, e-games, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Hold up. Oh, nice to Wait. Oh, I was trying to channel my energy. Go, go, man. Nate Dog, man. Well, he went in his 40s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He passed away. He had a heart attack ago. or something, man. Yeah. Way to bring. Damn. Way so I was going to go one route. Here comes the fool. The fool brought it to the other route. So now we got to start talking about healthcare. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey. Uh, excited for another episode. We're going to dive right in. Um, before we do so, just want to check in. What's going on, fellas? It was it was a busy week last week. Go for it, Anthony. Hi, man. Busy, busy, busy. I'm working. You know, my I told you, working on my app. Ran into a snag. Let me tell you something. Uh-oh. I, I, there was a technical UX issue I had. I'm trying to figure out how how, how I don't try to figure out a way not to rehab do the whole <laughs> thing over. There's like I have a snag, like like this is a container issue that's not plugging in properly and it's affecting multiple pages. Uh, like I had to I had to reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, check this out for me." Is, is, oh is a developer trying to get over on you? That sounds like a. No, no, this oh. is I'm building it. And that's the problem. This is, that's oh. the problem. You remember I told you. I know, I know, I know. Well, listen, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Like, even I, like I've talked to like accelerators, right? Because I have people like on the accelerator side, you know, like these different accelerators out here. Because every state, every region that's trying to become a tech tech area, they're developing yeah. their own accelerators. People are just like, listen, either you build it on your own as opposed to hiring an outside firm because you're going to have to make iterations. Yeah. If you have to make iterations and you hire and pay somebody $20,000 to build it, hopefully you could bake in that they were, they're going to do iterations on it when it needs to, you know, version two has to come up. Healthcare, man. And, and they're just like, that could be dangerous for you. You know, you can find, so you can, we can find you funding, right, for to build the initial MVP, but then the iterations are the problem. And you're going to, and, and at this stage, as you guys all know, because you guys worked for, startups and, 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 and you know that space investing in them that next iteration has to come out quick it can't be another yeah. three months so um you know that's so you the real MVP, so now man. that's that's what he was talking about yeah so that so so all after all of our conversations <laughs> all right let me build it out this way so if there's a a change it doesn't take another five well, months to do i can make change you just need to raise <laughs> friends and family around and invest. Hold on. Weren't you the one person who told me, build it yourself, Ant? Not literally. He's like, hey, man, I got three screws and a hammer. You know, I don't know if you guys watch home improvement shows. I don't know if you guys ever seen that uh, show. Uh, uh, homes, homes on homes. Like he's like this Canadian dude. Them, yeah. Like he comes in, like the, the walls off by an eighth of an inch. It's affecting the foundation. You had to recare. He go, he, he does this, and you're like, wow, this is better than all yeah. the other HGTV nonsense shows where they just we're just doing uh, design. And I'm like, that's that's me now with this building this damn app. I'm like, oh, it's off by three three points to the left, yeah. and I got to adjust it here. The color range isn't correct, and then every at the end of the every night, whether it's one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, I'm like, this is why software engineers and UX design people get paid so much. <laughs> I got I got two I got two things, all right. I'm waiting for that one AM call. Auntie's like, hey man, just get one of your cousins on this, right? That's racism for you. Um I had to give that to you. <laughs> He's like, man, aren't you guys good at this? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> first thing first, don't, first, don't give me that option. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> Cause, cause, I went to Clyde's house once say, hey, man, can you fix my computer? God damn it. <laughs> I will honestly I will, I, I mean, I will not to Clyde's, but if, now, you know, how many times have been asked to fix a computer? Because <laughs> listen, if you got a cousin. Um, 
that can do this. Don't, I will call you at one o'clock in the morning, and your and your wife's gonna be like, "Who the hell is calling you?" And I'm like, if you got Indian accent, he says his name is Michael. It's not. It's not all facts. All right, he's probably good with computers. <laughs> but um, and the second thing, we have to get a new section on this pod called Anthony's. Uh, let me tell you something. I, lo- I love when he starts with that. He, he, he knows it's gonna be like a good story. Let me tell you something. So this brings us. This brings us to our topic of the day. You know, we let a fool throw out the racism, uh, <laughs> and we're going to dive right into it. We're going to be doing a part two follow-up, cancel culture. Uh, we had so many nuggets in there. We wanted to expand upon it and, and, and dive in a little bit further. But before we do that, you know, this is the Whiskey Hue, and we want to dive into uh, our Whiskey of the Day. And our Whiskey of the Day will be a, a fan favorite and one that I'm near and dear uh of and I'm going to dive into something that we've reviewed before. Drum roll, Uncle Mirus has got to be, be <laughs> Uncle Mirus. That's racism. Yeah, how you like that racism number two? And, you know, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going in Uncle Nearest because <laughs> it is Black History Month, and you know, diving it, diving back oh, nice, in there, nice. and it's a fan favorite of mine. So, Uncle Nearest, uh, we'll dive into it. We've done it before. It's been a while. It's probably been about a year or so. Uh, we did earlier. We did. Yeah. There's only so much whiskey. Well, you know, drink. last February. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get, let's pull out some all month, man. Exactly. Uh, so you know, month, you know we're gonna dive in Uncle Nearest, uh, sip on it, let every our new listeners learn about the flavors, uh, and get right to it. But you know, this this episode is gonna be about part two, follow up to cancel culture that we did previously. Uh, there were so many nuggets, gems. We kicked off, we talked about Joe Rogan and, you know, kind of how Spotify was going through a lot of turmoil. They had, you know, a lot of backlash. There were artists who decided to say, you know what, because Joe Rogan is on there, we want to take our music off. Um, and since then, you know, there's been discoveries around um, Joe Rogan deal was really worth $200 million. Um, well, previously it was they, yeah, they thought it was no worth idea. 100 million, but it was really worth 200 million. Um, Ava Ava Duvernay, she had a podcast deal to do content licensing of her uh, TV shows around the podcast, and you know, with the Joe Rogan news, she decided to cancel that uh, deal and um, delay it a little bit. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really caused an impact. The stock price of the Spotify has gone from its all time high, I think, around. 390 a share to like 150 uh, over most recently, somewhere in the 150s. So definitely seeing some impact. Can't put it all related to Joe Rogan, but, you know, it's just one of those things that's uh, piling up. Um, there are a bunch of other areas of cancel culture, but, you know, we're going to dive into it. We thought it was important. We are the Whiskey Hill. We dive into business, tech, and culture, and, you know, culture is important to us. So what's up, fellas? What y'all got? Culture in business. Where you want to go? You want you want to, who wants to go first? You want to go, Anthony? No, it's all you go first. I think we should talk about safety and education. Oh, okay, oh, uh, I don't know if I'm prepared for this one, but let's go. It becomes let us all get in and out because uh, this let's this is um it's become too politicized uh, in my opinion. So we, we say you know there's extremes on either side, and I'm going with political parties, right? That complain. That is kind of where this whole thing generated from. It's, it's usually coming from extremes on both sides, and then complain, and those that are the loudest. Uh, we, we sometimes we react and overreact. And that, that's the point I was trying to make last week that sometimes we overreact, overcorrect. And some of the corrections as a result of their complaining are a net detriment to society, in my opinion. Um, I think Anthony and Clyde are about to cancel me after a, f- a few things I'll awesome. say here. So I'm, you know, literally I'm on the subway dodging human feces on the, you know, to get to work. Nice. All right. That's stuff that I didn't see two, to, two three years ago. And it's because, um, and you got people, I'm, I'm going to the safety side first, right? So when people, you know, can run into a high profile store and steal like $999 worth of items as long as it's less than a thousand, right? You can't prosecute. So really? police, police officers who we've been going after, you know, uh, rightfully so in some circumstances, now they've been softened entirely. And some mayors are saying, we're not going to prosecute any petty crimes under a thousand dollars. So people just running in. Anthony's about to go shopping tonight. He's like, oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> but so that's that's one net detriment, you know, and then you'll see just things happening like that. And our NYC mayor that was just elected, he's an ex-cop and he wants to clean talk up the about streets. Being canceled. Um, so, talk, you know, so that's the NY mayor. Talk about being canceled. He's just a regular old George Jefferson. 
I'll just leave it at that for our listeners. Well, no, a recent video want. came out of him doing some training from a couple years ago, and he pulled, uh, you know, George Jefferson. He was like something about crackers, referring to Caucasians, and oh, yeah. it was on videotape. And you know, obviously, he had to do some backtracking and everything. But you know, I've never heard anyone besides George Jefferson <laughs> say that in the last twenty years. <laughs> uh, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mayor of New York, at least. Go ahead. Uh, no, but, and we mentioned that last week, right? It can't be just uh, protecting one group or two groups of three years. We got to protect everybody if we got if we really want to do this right, right? Um, <laughs> that that's one thing. Funny, gonna, I'm gonna it is. I'm gonna jump into education now, Uh-oh. right? There so we go. American exceptionalism, right? I'm pro America, born and raised here, as are you both. Um, Anthony's Jersey, so eh, I'm kidding. Jersey is where we all live. I love it. Uh, my two boys born in New York City. Now they have Chicago to Jersey roots, and I'm here for all of it. Until uh, I moved to Austin, Miami for tax purposes. Hold on, your kids in Jersey. Okay. <laughs> I'm cool with Jersey. Okay, so is Clyde. Okay, okay. let's move on okay. past Jersey, all right? Jersey's cool, all right? Whatever you need. Whatever you need, man. I'll put a Jersey. I'll take the Jordan purse down and put the Jersey up, all right? <laughs> jersey, Jersey up. Whatever you need. <laughs> anyway. Um, until I moved to Miami or Austin for tax purposes, I'm here, right? So um, I'm proud of this country's economic prowess. Now, I see the extremes on either side. They tend to demonize, right, each other for the sake of probably just a short-term flex, some media, airtime, whatever it is, which I think makes us weaker. And in this case, I'm going to go down the academic route. So we noted on the pod and several times in a good way that sometimes California is very progressive, like when the NIL and all of this stuff, and then it bleeds into other pockets of America. And some of that good stuff goes across America. We start adopting it in other states. Um, one thing I'm having some struggles, so sometimes when they're too progressive, uh, it gets regressive in my mind. And I'm welcome your thoughts after I finish my point, Anthony. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think some of these things put us behind the curve, like removal of standardized tests in California, right? They were used as a benchmark with other extracurricular activities to provide like a holistic view of a student. I agree. Some of those questions needed to evolve with time because, you know, they were maybe catering to some cats. And I, I, and I completely agree with it. I say correct it versus do away with it um, because that, you know, we want an effective society in the future. And these, these, these kids, children, you know, the young adults are, you know, we need to offer them a better solution. If we want equal outcomes, we all need to put in the work, right, is what I'm getting at. So there are people that work their tail off and they work their tail off to be exceptional and beyond our athletes, right? Beyond, we got students that are doing this and they should be rewarded as such. Now, um, we all know this. We, you know, like I'll even say my personal example, my wife and I, we put a, you know, a bunch of resources in, money to private tutor, get our kids some private tutoring because we know they're going to need it in the future. Um, we want them to th- thrive. Whatever happens, I don't know if they will or not, but we're going to give them that, right? Um, and so I have many friends that do the same. Um, some would rather, they'd rather play a video game every time, but you know, we're going to get them that still tutoring. Be, so I, what still I be a millionaire, say, multimillionaire playing video games. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, maybe play that, man, <laughs> <laughs> for, for a living. Um, we want to push them to do this to develop their critical thinking. But at this, when we keep demonizing and taking away and making it just easy for anyone to enter, I don't like that. I agree that, hey, there might have been a problem with the standardized testing. Completely, 100% can agree with that. Um, I suck at standardized testing. I'll, I would love to do away with them, but I know it's a benchmark testing tool. Let's recalibrate it so it's more reflective of society. Let me leave it there for a minute. Let you go. I don't want to let, 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 re, have a rebuttal. Well, say. so from standardized testing, edu- so education is, is, is almost like, remember back in the 80s and 90s when the third rail was so, and politics was social security? Now, now I feel like third rail is almost education. You never heard of social security? Yeah. Used to do the, uh, maybe I forgot. Third, maybe I blocked it out. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> um, so education it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's, it's strange, right? The more we've harped yeah. on college as the way to, quote unquote, be successful, the more mm. important standardized testing has become, i.e. the SAT, ACT. And colleges have used that as a, as a benchmark to determine whether you're fit to be in their university, right? Because yeah. someone can have, a, you know, anybody who goes to the top five, top 10 schools, everybody there has a 3.9, right? <laughs> a 3.9 or greater. Right. You, you, very few people will have anything below that goes to those universities from their school. They, they, you know, and those tests have been kind of this ground of uh, as their demarcation line. 
problem there is schools have, in general, have switched their curriculum to test, to prepare you for testing, taking the SATs. And in some states, prepare you for their state board, board exams. Right. So we no longer educate to be a holistic individual. We, we educate yeah. you to be someone who can pass or do well on, this t- on these tests and therefore get into the top universities. By getting rid of, now I would say getting rid of might not be the best thing, but at the same time, lowering the percentage of the uh, determination of, the, of a standardized test like the SAT to getting into a major university should, should change. Right? Because sure. some people can mm-hmm. afford to provide tons of resources to yeah. get somebody to, 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 to be a great test taker. Because we all know people who are great test takers who are idiots. Right. You know, (laughs) so, so then that person gets into the top university because they're a good test taker. If the person, it should be a holistic viewpoint, but holistic changes every environment is indifferent, is different than in every environment. Someone could be a great athlete and be a above average student, not a great student. They could be great in the community. All that in the share of the pie has to be considered before it was a lot more standardized test. That does have to change. Right. We do. Yeah. And, and the other side of it is, and I've said this, I don't know if I said it on this podcast. I hate to quote, well, I don't hate, I like quoting. Chris Rock said it best <laughs> in one of his, uh, one of his, his specials years ago. I love it. America is a, a country, a bunch of B students. Oh, that's true. Most countries, but go ahead. Well, yeah. B students can be very successful in this damn country. Shoot. C students can be successful. D students can become the president. <laughs> if, right? <And> so, <laughs> so he, he even said it in his speech. Yeah, like, so if we got a bunch of, it, 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 that's the whole point. If we keep, we, we, we got to make sure if, if one, if one group could become the president and they're a D student, then the students, some people who are B students should be able to become the president too. We have to level the playing field on everything. And the problem is, as we've seen in the NFL and all, all, all levels of, of our society, it's not a level playing field. So how do we right. level it? And that's, and so, I think that's so supplement though, right? Yeah. So this, the whole the application process isn't just a standardized test. That's one factor of many. The athlete, the extracurricular activity, you, you know, you're running a club. Uh, the essays are a big part because that really gets your thinking across versus catering to a test, right? Like what you said, which is a great point. So if we're going to do away with it, um, some people aren't great writers either, right? So that's going to hurt them. So you got to get, you got figure out some other way. I don't, we've all three talked about this. Where yeah. We don't teach critical thinking enough in schools and we need to get that right. But all I'm saying is you're taking away something. We, I don't want us to water down our intelligence as a society either. That's a huge problem, right? If we just make it easier and easier for everyone to do some of these more prestigious schools need to let more people in. Absolutely. Why not give us all a, a chance to get that upper mobility and look how much more we can do for this country and the rest of the world well, and keep on I, top. I would say <laughs> if the prestigious schools, their job is to find the best talent, not someone yep. who's just great academically in high school, right? Because if you, yeah, yeah. if you really think about it, your life is determined in those four years of high school. Let's be real. It's not the four years of college, four or five, depending on who you are. It's the four years. I think you can, I think you can change your life though. But you can, but you, you, can, can but you set yourself up. But it helps you out. Yeah, I agree. In it's a great foundation if you can get in. If, if yeah. you if you come from a if your if your mind is focused to hey I got to bust my butt in high school to get myself yeah. into that right college. If you I, if that's I, the route I, you're going, I challenge that. This is just one of the specifically because I would say that that happens earlier than that time. I would say it happens probably by the time you're in the third grade. Okay, fair um, okay. Mm. Listen, yeah, yeah, don't scare me right now. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm about to come to the game. Okay. <laughs> all the studies, all the studies are saying that by the time your kid reaches the third grade, they're simply assessed and assigned yeah. their path all the way through high school. So yes. you know that's why you see a lot of parents, Athul being one of them, as he mentioned, and I am myself, where you're investing earlier on so that, that those kid, kids can get a little bit of an edge going into the first, second, third grade, and then they can test really well because the yeah. test determines you know whether you get the you know, advanced classes, and then eventually at least to AP courses in high school, and then you get to high school, and then you then you get to that point where you're saying certain levels of colleges that you get access to. So, you know, I think that's 
even more critical at that point because you're setting the foundation. And by the time you get to high school, I think your habits, skill, and your reputation is already set for you. You either drinking in the parking lot, smoking cigarettes, or you selling that cigarette to that kid who's smoking in the parking lot. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> no, but you, you're totally right, man. College tuition has gone up like two and a half times inflation like for the last 30, 40, 50 years. It's just, have our schools gotten better? Probably not. What, what, Probably not that much better. It, it, well, Steve Harvey goes, motherfucker, for what? <laughs> to start. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, don't, like I, I, under, I don't even get when you see public universities go up. That's what bothers me. And we're going off on a tangent. But That's when public do. universities go up that that much, that bothers <laughs> that bothers me, right? Because you're a public university. The problem is, to your point, I guess go back to the original point. One, education as a whole in this country has lost its way. Okay. Right. So, you know, yeah. you got the public education side of it where if you go to a public school, the best public schools typically are schools that come from affluent zip codes, right? You had the most money to put into it and you have the best teachers, you have the best resources, you got the best, you know, all around support system. And then at the same time, you have parents, theoretically, you have parents who know the game and know how to be mm-hmm. on top of it with their children. But then and, then, and then you move up the ladder and get to this issue with, you know, as you were bringing up, like standardized testing and preparing for testing. It's a whole game. I'm going off on a tangent. Stop me because I will go no, on well, for hours. We're saying okay. the same thing. What I, what I would love is a, hey, let's not lower barriers to entry. Let's big everyone who needs extra resources. Let's bring them up. I'm completely in agreement with that. Hey, you got immigrants who move here that don't understand the language well, so but they're smart, but they just don't understand the language, so they can't process as quickly as someone that's been living here for a while. There's all kinds of people that need help, right? Uh, or you're from a situation where education isn't a priority, and it's hard for you to because there's other things going on. There's a lot of, I get it, I've seen it all too. So let's help those folks get resources, but let's not water down. Let's help build them up. Cause you're not going to take someone who's exceptional and just say, I feel like, cause they're doing away with gifted programs in schools. And I'm like, man, if a kid works his tail off or her tail off to get into that program, give them that and opportunity. Gifted, pro- Why gifted do we programs want aren't necessarily for those who work their tail off. Get the program of programs as someone who naturally has an innate talent that they were born with. Naturally and works towards it. I agree. Once you're in, you have to work, keep working at it. Right? Yes. But, so if we do away yeah. with those programs, then what's, if we, I like incentivizing folks oh. early on and let's give everyone a resource to get there. That's again, I, for someone who doesn't have children yet, I see the benefits of gifted programs and I see the downside of them. Right. I see that they can, some, some people just don't find it, find their talent until later in life. Which you know that just builds a different kind of character. So one of the things I one thing one of the things one of the things I'll say to that to that point is you know I think the school system is set up for a certain curriculum to drive people to work in factories or work jobs. So fundamentally, it's set up for not a certain level of success. You know there are curriculum adjustments that are being made. There are people trying to advance it. You know one of the things that caught my attention most recently around the education school system and it goes directly to our topic around cancel culture is critical race theory and the conversation around critical race theory for people mm. uh, oh uh, here we uh, go uh, <laughs> uh, you know. light the fire <laughs> where, you know, people who pretty much want to rewrite history and not necessarily talk about things that look back at black history specifically and you know want to kind of just wash it away and say you know what Black people just showed up here and skip and skip over 400 years of slavery and, you know, how people were stolen, you know, just to kind of a, a small example. So, you know, states like Texas uh, are leading the charge on that. And other, and other states, you know, are saying that you can't have certain books um, in the classroom. I think I heard a story around they wanted to remove the Michelle Obama book from the library because uh, a critical race theory, which, you know, I think that's, that's crazy. They just had, there was just an issue um, last week in uh, town, oh, the heck is town, in Westchester County, in New York, where they start cursing out and dropping an end bomb at a school board meeting because they were trying to introduce critical race theory. It happens up here. Mm. It, it like, you know, we, on, on, on mm. national news, we just like to point out Texas and Florida. But New Jersey is just as bad. New York is just as wow. bad. 
Well, we know Pennsylvania is there, but <laughs> but you know it, it's 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 it happens. It, no one wants to talk about critical race theory, and the problem is mm. we, we put it in a sense of as Clive was alluding to. Uh, no one wants to talk about Black history. You know, no, 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 no. No one wants to talk about American history in its truest form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we we want to we want to skate over a whole lot of topics because it we and you hear the discussion. Uh, we don't want our we don't want kids to feel bad. Certain kids to feel bad. It's not about you feeling bad. It's about knowing the truth. Yeah. The problem no, is we don't want to know the truth. Right. And, mm-hmm. and truth is truth is hard. Right. When someone tells you you need to talk about, you know, you need to you need to look in the mirror. Well, America needs to look in the mirror a lot. Yeah. And that's the problem. This happens. Yeah, I agree. And it happens everywhere right it depends on who wrote the book initially yeah the, the, right? it's the, uh, it's i mean who wrote that book yeah, it's, it's and all they're about gonna the put it in a favorable light yeah right themselves in a favorable light i get it i get it i'm with you i get it listen i ain't gonna talk trash <laughs> about my family okay <laughs> to the public <laughs> <laughs> i went to london and there's what's it it's a, the the uh, when i was in when we were in london like whenever we were able to travel over there uh two years ago i think what was it um in in the there's the ruby that they had stolen like they raided like the Taj Mahal and a bunch of other places just all the jewels and ju- yeah. gold and a bunch well, that's of jewels that's half of, that's half of saying, the museums of Britain right half of them are from- <laughs> well no exactly and it's funny because we're walking we're in line to see I forget the name I should know it starts with a K Kinar or something this big jewel this huge ruby and they're like and it under the we know the story it was stolen. People were killed, everything. It says, yeah, gifted to the queen by India. I'm like, gifted? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. But, Who wrote that? But that's book? the whole Right? So it depends on who tells the story, right? Same point. thing that you're saying here. That's the whole point. The point is, when do you, as a country, or, you know, start to realize if you don't tell your history, the true history, you're going to have a lot of constituents, a lot of citizens pissed. Right. This we, Later, we, we, when they find yeah, out. Yeah. Well, the, 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 those people who, who who are of that race or culture yes. know their history. But as we become more of an integrated society, theoretically, you know, <laughs> you're going to people people are going to like, listen, you can't keep on talking like this is this is what happened. Right. You can't speak of, you know, the Revolutionary War this way, because that's not what really happened. You can't speak of the Civil War this way. You can't speak of. Uh, a reconstruction this way. No, this certain things did happen. We can't glance over it because yeah. the the catch is the more people we know a, be, a, a true story, the more we could set up the future. And you're and you're yeah. and, and people are getting taken out of the future because we don't want to know about the past. And, and and that's and that's a whole really thing, you know, to me with critical race theory. Yeah, I get it. You know, you know. It makes you look at yourself and your ancestors in not the best light. Ah, get over yourself. It is what it is. You know, we, we, you know, certain cultures in this society, black people in this society, we've always had to look at our, our ancestors, you know, our, our past, like, how that happened to us. I get tired of, you know, for me, now this is, I'm going on cancel culture. I get tired of watching movies about slavery, but that's a part of our history, right? Like, I, 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 like, I part of, I remember I, I was telling my girl, I was like, listen, Man, I, I can't wait. We get some more movies like there were in you know some parts of the love movies that were in the nineties, the black movies where you had the best man and stuff like that. I'm just like I want to oh, I want to get, I wanna get those movies back. I don't want to keep on learning about slavery. Every movie that that's black <laughs> about black America is about slavery. Like I don't I don't want to like it is our history, but I don't want all wait, of them. You, you bring you bringing up more Chestnut and the Turtle. <laughs> I said it was okay, man. I said that last week. <laughs> uh, give me give me some. <laughs> Give us a love of basketball or something. Like, no, but you're right. I, you're I, right. I want, I want it's that. hard to see some of these negative things, but it needs to but be there. It has to be there because we yeah, can't look past, especially that's like telling black black America and you're in a black household and saying, you know what? Eh, don't worry about slavery. That was a hundred plus years ago. You're like, no, it has nothing to do with how your life is right now. Oh, really? Shit. I didn't know that. And <laughs> acting like they're caught off guard. And that's what happens with some people who who, who are raised in different environments parents don't teach them about certain things and they get out to the real world and they get smacked in the face with their reality. And the next yeah. thing you know, your friend group changes to people only that look like you because you're just trying to find, you're just trying to find a home. You know, I, mm. you know, all right, I'm off of my tangent. Someone cut me off. And right. I'm not even I drinking. Clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I think, my bad. All right, let's let's go cancel another. Let's go cancel one of my guys. Want to can? Want to cancel uh, one of my guys? Chamath Palia Patel. I feel like Chamath gets canceled every other week. 
he's he tried they tried to cancel a couple weeks and look i agree he's in, he sometimes he's an arrogant right if you ever listen to him you're like man you just need to calm down um i'm cool saying that unlike clyde he can never see any wrongs in jay-z i can see wrongs in my people all right <laughs> he's like no man jay-z invented water i'm like wait what i don't think he was around but, uh, no but Chimak, like if you ever listen to cat so like he said something about the meagers the, the muslims in china oh yeah right and what's happening to them there and he went off he, and if you okay did was he wrong for saying what he said absolutely I'm first argue that was it taken out of context? Absolutely. It was because he wasn't saying they don't mean anything. He's saying it's just not his top of mind. Um, and you can't make every problem in the world your problem. Right. I get it. Not everyone born is supposed to. We're not supposed to solve like America tries to solve everyone's problems. I mean, when it benefits us, but it's not. He, he's that's what he was trying to say. I can't make every problem my problem. I'd rather try to do something. So Twitter went after his ass just to cancel him. Everything. Now, if you look at that, if you cancel him. And neuter him from doing any and neutralize him from putting capital and resources towards a lot of these existential threats that he's trying to rectify. Uh, solar, solar, uh, energy and all this, all, and all of this other thing he's doing in the social philanthropic world. Why would you do that? Penalize him for what he said, these incorrect statements. I'm all down with that, but don't stop a man. Don't neuter a man or a woman for, you know, from still doing great things because they want to go all in and just let's let's crush this guy neuter him give him a trial by jury whatever you need to do uh i mean penalize him for that one statement those two statements but then let him move on and actually still contribute he's a net positive for society uh but yeah it comes off as an arrogant prick sometimes well, someone like <laughs> what are your thoughts someone like him he, he he'll it's i wouldn't say he 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 stopped you know like he's paused for right now he might have to take a break for certain things right I don't think so. He's not. He. I don't think he got Travis Scott. Like Travis Scott has to take a pause for a little. Bit. He was the hottest thing in the biz right yeah. now, right? But because people ended up dying on on American turf, the thing in China is so far away. So I think he can get. I don't think he's paused because I think that dude's. Well, no, I, give, you know, he might not. To Clyde's point, might not be, I was. I was, you, I, he, I was he, just he, about to bring that up. If you got enough money, that's, that's, that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Get you ready? Like, any kind of cancel culture because at the end of the day, we mentioned this on the uh, just, part one. It's it's a small minority of people who make in ninety nine percent of the noise, uh, and and their opinions don't matter yep. as long as you're not you know hurting women or children. I think you know you can get through anything. So that's that's the main thing. And you know yes, yep. China will be an issue as long as they don't hack his system and do anything crazy like that. I think he'll be fine. Uh, and you know as we think about the cancer culture topic. I think the critical race theory is important, but, you know, people are trying to cancel whole school systems, universities, states, et cetera, kind of to our points. And then if you layer on safety, right, you, you started to bring that up earlier. Um, safety is, is, is critical yeah. because, you know, you started thinking about uh, um, our boy, Chicago's own, Kanye West, talking about – Oh, I was like, I was like, which which Chicago owned? That's what we're gonna talk about right now. Because <laughs> a lot of them. Wait, right which here. one you got? I got a list. Uh, R. Kelly. <laughs> MJ, yeah, no, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> no, but uh, talking about Chicago's on a on a roll right now. Man, all I'm gonna say, we didn't have a problem in Chicago with water, man, Mr. Flint. Okay, I shouldn't. That's wrong. Oh, I shouldn't have said oh. that. <laughs> if he had been from Flint, Michigan, he may not have made those videos. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna cancel myself. Cancel Carter, wrong. Man. Look, you're gonna get fired. You're gonna get fired for the show. Oh shit! Get it to myself. We're gonna, 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 gonna be missing the brown guy. <laughs> come on, Papa John. Come, come a, on, Papa. I'm not saying he's not a bad guy. He just might have been overhydrated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, well, my, my point, my point is, so, you know, safety becomes an issue, and you talk about, you know, someone like Kanye West trying to lead the charge to cancel Pete uh, Davidson because he's naked girl, uh, trying to highlight, you know, how he's done stuff to. For Hillary Clinton, and he said all kind of crazy stuff, and done some strange stuff with Machine Gun Kelly. Like you know, I think Kim Kardashian was like, "Yo, like you don't understand your consequences that you can have for some crazy person reading your tweets wrong and going out and do some harm." So you you talk about like mm. cancel culture. You trying to make someone uncomfortable, cancel them, and then your fans, you know, take an approach like they did back in the day with you know, Selena or, you know, one of the other celebrities who got killed by one of their fans. So I just bring that all together. You talked about Satan. Mm. I think that's very Fair important point. where you're trying to cancel someone and someone try to take something in their own hands. 
And, and, you know, this has political ramifications because what? So, and I'm a moderate. I've said it a million times on this pod, right? Oh, what happens? Uh, times, uh, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, no, you're, you're far right. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens in these kind of things when you kind of, when you over index and try to overcorrect and you let safety, like uh, you have to dodge the poo poo in the subway. You got to let people just, oh, I got to stand out of this way because this dude's got to try to take 14 Tommy Hilfiger sweatshirts. I love Tommy Hilfiger, man. <laughs> but, but like he can walk out. Right. What's, he can walk straight out of the store or she and no one's going to say anything because we've allowed that to happen. And cops are like, well, we're not going to waste our time trying to because you're not going to prosecute. What happens is the people who are in the moderate, they tend to shift right. Yeah. Well, they say, hey, well, that side's all down. Well, that's what that happened with a dude in Virginia who replaced that governor. Right. He got in a couple last cycle. Uh, that's exactly what happened. He's like, I'm not, I'm not down with Trump's effery. I'm a Republican, but I want safety and education. And it worked. And it flipped the how it flipped right, and so people want that. Don't o- correct what's wrong, but don't overcorrect where it's so where you water down the protective. Well, so the well. thing about overcorrection on the safety side, when it, let's not say safety, let's just call it like it is policing, right? <laughs> so yeah. when it when it's overcorrection, the problem here is if something is on the on, on, is is far to say far right, the only way to get it to the middle. Is by overcorrecting, right? You can't. No, you can correct. Don't overcorrect. You, That's what I'm saying. Is we don't know what the middle is. The problem we don't know what the middle is because so many things have been on the far end of the spectrum. Fair, right? So the only yeah. way to go, we know what it is on this far side. So to understand how to, you know, how to understand the middle, we got to go to the other side and say, you know what, we we got both ends. We know what both ends are. So how do we find a way in the middle? Like I, we would love to say, yeah, we know how to get to the middle. But someone, if we got to the middle, we would complain that we're in the middle. We think it's still too far, far, too far to the other side. Like that's just the to to uh, to me, the, the the psychology of the human brain is what we really need to focus on. We no one's ever really happy. We're, the only time I think people are ever happy in this society is if after a war, <laughs> and the war is done, good, nice, yeah. <laughs> right? No one's ever. We came out, we, we were in, was it, over like 12, 13 years ago, we, were, we hit one of the worst recessions this world has ever seen, right? One person got, you know, Obama got elected. A black man got elected because of that damn thing. Let's be, let's be clear. That's pretty much the reason why he got elected. We were like, oh, whatever these guys are doing ain't working, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get a black you can't shot. mess up any parts right he gets in there <laughs> yeah like he, he gets in there corrects it <clears throat> and we still aren't happy the economy didn't recover fast enough it did you know like oh the yeah. financial system of the world almost collapsed that's a media problem right there's media heads who need talking points and they got his okay. their thing is let's let's of complain course, but that's but that they're, that that fourth estate right is the most important thing. But what I'm saying is that there's sometimes, sometimes to, to fix a problem, we have to overcorrect. And no, where we, where we are right now from a policing side and America, America isn't where we, where, where, where the middle is, right? There was a point, there was a point where people were happy with Giuliani's police in New York city back in the night. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because it cleaned up times square it's Times Square. Anybody who was in the New York area or, or, or from or from the Northeast used to go to New York. New York was New York was dangerous. Used to look like Eighth and Ninth Avenue was uh, yeah. right the, the five uh, years after. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was no Disney. There was no Disney in Times Square. Okay, Times Square. Five bucks takes you. Lot, five bucks takes you a lot of yeah, things. Like, there's a lot of triple X in Times Square. Okay, and I'm not talking about the rest. Okay, so there's there's there's, there's people, and people were happy with it to a point. Right. But now when they have to correct it, it keeps on the pendulum switches. And if you if you're if people are discussing and having a conversation without yelling, what we talked about at the end of last time, then we could find the middle. So, so, yeah. But if we if we just keep on going to our ends, we're going to keep on I yelling. Agree. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that. Like, I think it's the extremes who just complain too much. And like if in real life, they're the folks who complain too much, too. Right. I know people like this. You give them for I've talked about it on the pod before. You can give them, give them hundred thousand dollars. They'll complain it wasn't hundred thousand dollars in one cent. I'm like you just want to complain. And like, are they the ones on Twitter talk. who are just tweeting? You give me a million dollars. Like that's all you gonna give me? <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> so, so. Look, let's get into sports for Clyde Raps. So, no, I was just going to. Oh, Lord. That's a culture episode three. Sports. <laughs> I was just going to bring in to, you know, get us towards the wrap up around a, a Super Bowl ad, right? So, you know, thinking about it from my marketing hat and perspective, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there was an ad on TV during the Super Bowl about halfway through where it was a conversation about mixed nuts. And it was well done uh, where essentially somebody was like, I like mixed nuts. And another person was like, I want to separate my nuts. And they had a whole debate about that. And then at the end of it, it was like, why are we having a conversation about mixing nuts and separating nuts? Because we're all nuts or something like that. Talking about our political system, and they really politicized it. It was a uh, it was an ad around like you know Mr. Peanut mixed nuts, and they were just kind of playing on that. But it's just going on, going on to say like people would debate about anything, and they'll drive a conversation around anything. So I thought it was pretty interesting to have that ad during the Super Bowl, and you know for our conversation around cancel culture, I think there are many different elements that are important to this conversation. I mean, you think about you know safety, education. Um, affecting somebody's pocketbook. At the end of the day, the media is driving pretty much all of this. You think years, many decades ago, you know, if someone did something wrong, they were on the front page of the newspaper, they're a local market, it probably didn't impact them that much. But now you're all over everyone's screen, mm. phone, yep. real time. The window is shorter. Uh, the impact is greater because more people know about it. But at the end of the day, I think the media is just trying to, to sell more ads and it's going to get people yep. more excited to hear that, you know, Joe Rogan said the N word, you know, 15 times for no reason. And they can uh, drive the conversation. So, you know, this is this is our thoughts on cancel culture. And, you know, I think it's, I feel like we got to talk about negative sports, news. Man. Negative news trans- yeah. travels faster than positive news. And, so you know, that's to, to highlight, so, you guys can't see us, but with AG's shirt, it says, read your shirt, AG. Stop whining. <laughs> oh, what is this? Stop. I got this a couple years ago in Columbus, Ohio. Stop whining, you kids. Oh, I saw. Is that what it says? <laughs> you kids are soft. I love it. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I, I want to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole double dis- a whole whole nother <laughs> discussion. <laughs> so Anthony's like, "Hey man, we can't. We, we're gonna be running out. So Clyde's gonna wrap us as soon as we get in that streak." Remember we? Okay, there was that one, was, there was that one, one episode a couple <laughs> couple weeks ago where we were just like, "Clyde's like, I, I gotta. You guys gotta handle the rest of this." And me and the food went on for like another thirty minutes. We were like, "Oh yeah, man, hottest episode of the last year." No, remember we were doing Anthony. You and I were doing. We were doing that music episode. And we're like, we want, we start with Michael Jackson Prince. We were going to bring it into hip hop. And that class, like, you know what? Chicken McNuggets are done upstairs. I'm going upstairs. I'm like, damn, man, we're just getting it. We set this whole thing up. He's like, you know what? Chicken McNuggets are done. Yes, <laughs> I heard the yes, beep. God damn. I'm about to do it again. Keep rapping. We're going to talk about, no, we're going to talk about, keep rapping no. us, man. <laughs> damn, man. I was about to talk about the problem, yeah, but you know, you, you saved yourself. Save myself. Save myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, exciting parts of the show for me. Let's kick it off. That side where we talk about, you know, late recent news, content, anything out there that we want you to know. AG, cool. what you got? Well, go yeah, I'll go because fool's gonna knows how long he's gonna go. So, <laughs> you know, there's a um, there's a report. I don't know if it's a report. Harvard Harvard Business Review, um, and you guys know, you know, on the sports side. Yeah, I love Formula One, but this is a great thing. Uh, report on HB, um, Harvard Business Review, Total Wolf and the Mercedes Formula One team. Now, I bring this up. It's a great, it's 30 pages, great reading for me. Maybe not everybody else. But it, it, it speaks a lot about management and leadership, right? Mm. And how to, how to do, you know, you know, that's why I think when you, in corporate America, they always go to the military about leadership and management as well as sports teams. Because they're the ultimate to me, and I could be wrong, some people might agree with me, they're the ultimate ways of looking at management and leadership and looking at talent in a world of high performers. Let's be real. Not every corporate environment is littered with a bunch of high performers. We might not, we might not the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, but they are high performers because they're in the NFL, 
Like you're not, you're not making the NFL if you're an average player, right? So looking at sports teams and, and, and looking at their performance and looking at how you manage it, it was a great read. I suggest everybody check it out when they get a chance. If they want to spend eight ninety five before it becomes free, uh, another couple months. That's all I got. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> call, call the pool law. He's like, uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how I follow that greatness. <laughs> I think he just said something not derogatory against about the Lions and the Bears. I was like, wait, I just got shook off my feet. <laughs> He's usually so like, me, me, anyway, I want to talk about something that's probably <laughs> near and dear to Anthony's heart. Um, Mitchell and Ness. Oh, New Jersey? Mitchell and Ness. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, today, and, you know, when it's like, like old school, man. When this episode comes out, you'll you'll have a greater details. But they were just purchased um, by what is an interesting collective of uh, fanatics. So Michael Rubin, who owns Fanatics, you've probably seen them many times. He's been oh, he's crushing been, he's been, he's been, it, crushing yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's the one that his story is amazing. And I'd love to just spend some time on him alone on the pot. But you know, he's an e-commerce beast. Uh, fanatics, uh, Guild Group, um, mm-hmm. you name it, he's done a lot with e-commerce. So he was a part of it. But then there's also like Meek Mill, uh, Jay-Z, Maverick Carter, Lil Baby. Um, they all been, and LeBron yeah. James as, as well, um, as a part of like Maverick Carter, as part of his partnership group. They went in and purchased uh, Mitchell and Ness for $250 million. So if you remember back in the 90s, jerseys were the range if you were anything were in, in, late 90s yeah late 90s, if you were anywhere around hip-hop you wore a jersey until jay-z said i'm um well i forgot how to lie i don't wear jerseys yep. at 30 and plus. that mark oh it was i don't wear jersey i'm i wear so something dude i was yeah. there i was there doing those hot times but yeah i say all that to say it was, it was a good time that was, that was one of the funnest jobs that's how they're they're a marketplace like a legit marketplace and it's beyond just sports now right i mean it's crazy i get their email i'm like oh nice they're in everything (laughs) i love it i didn't know what the mitchell nest is 250 mil an all-star collective of investors and with their media power celebrity i think they'll probably bring back jerseys and have people rocking them again and make a shit ton of money off of it so that's my shit you should know NFT world, just, baby. They're coming alive again. I just want to throw again. something out here. I remember the guy who created – because Mitchell Ness didn't always have a hat line. The wow. guy I, I know that when I was there, there was no hat line. One random a graphic designer that was there, he created he – like, he pitched it to the owner. And the owner was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. He created the hat line. And that's the one thing that's still living to this day for Mitchell Ness is the hat line. And it was all for this graphic designer who got fired – a year later. He didn't have any ownership, wow. did he? This, <laughs> this is my IP, homie. No ownership. <laughs> it's like, bitches come and go. Oh, man. All right, man. I- I'm going to jump in. So Warren Buffett oh. uh, recently Ooh. dumped, and you probably, I thought Clyde was going to do this. He's all, he's Warren B. Uh, Warren Buffett recently dumped a bunch of Visa and MasterCard shares. And put a billion dollars on Nubank, a fintech play in Brazil. Uh, ticker, you can trade on the ADRs here on the NASDAQ. It's a ticker NU. Uh, announced during SEC file. So I'm like, all right, whatever Warren Buffett does, whether you like it or not, everyone's going to jump on it. So I just threw randomly a chunk of money yesterday. So 10, 12% <laughs> since yesterday. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, and he's, you know, people love OG Warren B, right? Follows a trend because it's funny because there's a lot of insider information that we don't get to hear about. I heard. I'm going to call my own guy out again. Chamath Balipatia. He said on his pod a few weeks ago that he's putting this hedge play into action for 2022. He's going to short Visa and MasterCard and double down on fintech and DeFi investments because he had heard it from people he had been talking to. He'd been talking to Warren B. <laughs> you know? um, so Warren B. So like it's just, you know, these funds, these folks run differently. So Warren Buffett, you can't argue who he is. as a, He's a stud investor. Yep. Um, he's missed some things. He's got on to some tech stuff late. Because uh, he wanted to get on M and M's and Coca Cola, uh, but you know, one of the best of decades. But here's the thing: there's a let's go into cancer culture here again. So a couple years ago, it was like 10, 12 years ago, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, probably. Remember Galleon Hedge Fund no. went down, and so it was a 
two South Asian, three South Asian guys, one, one Sri Lankan guy, two South, one and two guys from McKinsey got caught for insider trading, right? Rightfully so. They went, to, they served some time, got caught. They were doing some shady stuff. Warren B was in that deal. Warren Buffett, um, chilling, skated free, man. <laughs> so, you know, you cancel the guys who don't look like the rest, man. And, uh, he got to skate free. Uh, so just look that story up. Two, two senior execs from McKinsey's kind of gave some insider information to some dude at a hedge fund. Uh, so Rajat Ram and Anil Kumar and Rajat Gupta from, you know, and they were all fine and served time, blasted publicly, defamed, and then Warren B's. <laughs> that guy can't deny who he is as an investor. It's called no he was just on 60 Minutes guitar. telling the side of the story, uh, probably about two, three months ago. And that, yeah, it's a fact yeah. story, yeah. Oh, yeah? Um, brilliant, but you know, got caught doing some yeah. shady stuff, had to serve some time. So, <laughs> no, I think that's all great. Right, which, whiskey for the day. As I mentioned earlier, it was um, Uncle Nearest, near and dear to my heart, uh, black-owned company founded by uh, Fawn Weaver, a women's own spirit company based out of Shelbyville, Tennessee. Um, you know, the taste is it, it's, uh, it's strong, but, you know, I love to tell the story around uh, Nathan Nearest Green was the person who taught Jack Daniels the craft of distilling to create Jack Daniels whiskey. So, you know, this is something that has been around the formula. No one really knew the story, how it was created. And, uh, you know, essentially he was swept under the the history books and, you know, it brought Uncle Nearest back to life. It's the number one or one of the fastest growing whiskey brands uh, out there is, is really good price point really well, black owned, and it was just recently founded in 2017. So um, I'm always excited to talk about Uncle Nearest, near and dear to my heart. So, yep. And this has been another episode so cool. of Whiskey Hue. Nice. Um, I think this is a good one. We, do- we dove deep in the culture. Um, and I think, you know, it's an important conversation. It's part two of the Cancel Culture episode. So thanks for listening. Three parts. Sports. I want to do a sports one. Next time. All right. Next time. Next time.